0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, uh, joined by Eric Nalin, publisher of InsideTexas.com. This is the State of the Program, presented by Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. Eric, uh, each and every Wednesday, we try to go into this and then get you on and talk about some uh, deep dives on Texas football. This week, obviously, with the Longhorns playing uh, the Sooners, both teams 5-0 and and ranked uh, for the first time uh, since 2008. It feels like it's been more than 15 years some yeah. level, but at the same time, 2008 seems like yesterday to me. Watching Jordan Shipley, Colt McCoy, uh, slice and dice the, the Sooners. Um, I'm, I'm looking at this, and I want to take you a step back from the game, even though we're going to focus on the game in this ep- episode. I want to talk about Texas' offense and defense and about where you think they are in their maturation process and where mm-hmm. you think they are headed into the game, okay? And sure. if they're ready – for what they're going to see in the Cotton Bowl. So let's let's talk about the offense first. Quinn Ewers blossoming before our eyes. Jonathan Brooks, a revelation of sorts. The offensive line at times dominating, and the receiving core as deep as it's been. I mean, everything we talked about in the preseason that we said was best case at some level is coming true, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the positives that we heard in August are are evident on, uh, on our TV screens or when you're sitting in the stands. It's, uh, it's quite really, you know, you hear best case scenario in August and you try to temper it a little bit. You don't want to get over your skis. You, you know, we're kind of in charge of, uh, of getting people excited and you want to temper that a little bit. Um, but, you know, the way things are playing out, it's playing out probably better than, than what we wrote in August, actually. I think the big, uh, the, big, the biggest thing right now is the run game is getting going. Uh, Jonathan Brooks with the offensive line, the offensive line we wrote before before last week, we had good timing on that. We said the offensive line is really starting to gel and they, you know, they really beat up Kansas up front. And then Jonathan Brooks did a lot of a lot of the work himself. You know, one of the bigger surprises of August was Cedric Baxter being named the starter. I didn't I didn't entirely get that, though. We had heard a lot of good things about Baxter. We just never heard anything uh, negative on Brooks. That was that came as a big surprise to us. You know, a lot of people have said that the Baxter was probably going to be the breakout player on the offense. And, uh, you know, we're seeing that it just didn't kind of kind of uh, happen in the, in the same way that we thought. But I think that's really making life easier for the wide receivers, it's making life a lot easier for Quinn. And it's making life a lot easier for Steve Sarkeesian as a play caller who's been, you know, I think he's been more uh, more excited about call and run plays than he has been in the past.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that he feels more comfortable that he's going to get something positive out of. He's not going to end up second and 10, you right. know, or third and eight. Sure. Right. If he, if he tries to call that play on second and eight or whatever. Um, overall though, the offense, uh, Quinn Ewer's development, he's now at 66% on the year, Eric. Uh, there is no doubt that he is as improved over the last five games um, and taking his game up a notch. Uh, what do you see with him and the receivers? Are they, you feel like they're starting to get on the same page maybe?
1: I think Quinn is developing before our eyes. You know, he, really he's only had one really bad game, which was uh, Wyoming. I thought that was an outlier. It looked like the timing of the whole offense was off. I think some of that has to do with how much start game plan comfort throws for him. And, you know, it didn't seem like there was a lot of those. Once he gets in a rhythm, he's, he's very tough to beat. You know, he had a, a couple bad throws. The interception was – it was kind of tough. You can see how that that defensive player made a really good play on, on jumping that route. And then he had a couple questionable uh, throws, um, one in the goal line or a little bit earlier in the, in the half. But for the most part, when he has time, he's going to slice and dice you up. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I think he has a very – he's on obviously he's on a much better page with, uh, with uh, Adonai Mitchell uh, than I think he was to even start the season. That was great to see uh, Mitchell uh, sort of take up the mantle. And Worthy still had almost 100 yards in a, in a secondary role, which that's kind of what we're talking about, like best-case scenarios. When Mitchell can have a better – and we said that coming into the season, Mitchell would be the star some days. Uh, just because of the focus on worthy, it's all—it's all playing out. You know, it's—I—I uh, I was getting into it with a guy on Twitter yesterday. Not really getting into it, but you know, he was wondering why the, you know—a lot of the there was so much parody and, and uh, you know, why some of the national powers are taking a step back. To me, it's all quarterback play. You're seeing very good quarterback play out in the Pac-12, and you're seeing good quarterback play out of Quinn. Now, he wasn't so sure that Quinn is taking the next step. I think Quinn is maturing right before our eyes, just like the run game is.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, I think that they're ready for OU. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but first I want to talk about the defense too, Eric. Uh, we thought early that the defense may have to carry this team early in the season. Uh, but what's been more surprising, even for me, and I say pleasant surprise is just the level of depth they're playing at right yeah. now. I mean, they they've got so many guys on defense that are getting significant snaps.
1: 22 players have uh, 50 snaps or more. and That is astounding. Um, you know, I don't. I don't recall that. Now, there's some, there's some boomer bust with that. You know, you've seen some big plays made uh, when the secondary guys are in the, the you know, the backups. Uh, but I think the the give and take there is the load management is making this team so much more fresh in the fourth quarter. And you're seeing Texas just really blow teams out in the fourth quarter. They, these, these, they're not even close. We're not even really seeing Sark's uh, mental acuity being tested as a head coach in these situations because it's really just, you know, they're in put the game away mode. Uh, there's not, not not a whole lot of stress. They're scoring points. I think in the second half they're outscoring opponents 100 to 35. Uh, I think that's from the most uh, recent game. Uh, and yeah, so depth is playing a, a huge advantage. But also, you know, long term you're getting guys' experience. It's going to be huge going into the SEC in the first year. Where you're going because they're going to lose a, a considerable amount of of snaps from the starters. Mm-hmm. Um, So you're getting those guys snaps and then you're also, it's going to be good for the locker room. You know, those guys are going to be a lot less likely to want to transfer. There's not going to be nearly as much complaining about playing time. Um, So again, 22 guys with at least 50 snaps, only five games into the season is, is, is pretty incredible.
0: Anything in particular or any player in particular catching your eye on defense that kind of surprised you at this point?
1: Uh, You know, I wouldn't say surprised, you know, David Ben has, you know, probably been a little bit better than I expected. Um, You know, Ethan Burke's probably been a little bit better than I expected. He looks really good playing the run. That was my concern. I knew he'd get after the passer and use his length in that way. I think he's he looks just a lot more stronger at the point of attack, and he plays with such good leverage that even if he does still lack a little bit of strength, that leverage makes up for a lot of it. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm surprised. You know, Malik Muhammad, we expected him to play well. He's playing well. Anthony Hill, we expected him to play well. He's playing well. These guys aren't your, your typical freshmen, so – uh, you got it. do you have any guys that are surprised to you? maybe Vernon Broughton a little bit?
0: Yeah, Vernon Broughton definitely. I would say, um, and this isn't uh this isn't a negative per se. I just thought they would use Jalen Catalan more. Yeah. Um, I, you know, he's been such a factor when he's been in and run support. Um, but, you know, they they are to your point, they're committed uh, to getting multiple reps for people so that they can go full bore in the fourth quarter um, well, I so- think they're, they're trying
1: to they're looking at the fourth quarter differently with him too they're looking at the fourth quarter of the season with him as much as the fourth quarter of a game you know right to, it, it just makes sense I, every every game that they win with him playing somewhat limited snaps i think is a is cause for uh celebration
0: yeah because it's what i mean it's like rod and, and drew say you can't play the way he plays oh, yeah. an entire season you're gonna it's- you're gonna lose a shoulder
1: I think, he yeah, I, think I think he's changed up his tackling. He's not really leading with his shoulder. He's just leading with his whole body. He's just running straight in on him 100 miles an hour. He's not, he's not lowering the shoulder on him.
0: <laughs> I love it. All right, all right. that's a, that's the, the defense, and I want to get your takes on just really where they were overall. Uh, before we move on to this game, the, the Texas OU game, I want to say thank you uh, to our very kind sponsor. That's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans for decades. Give him a call at 512 280 0800 or visit him at Uh, loweylawfirm.com. If you've been injured in a car wreck or on the job, uh, Adam and his firm will give you a free consultation and and talk to you about whether or not they believe uh, that you have uh, a case. Uh, Give him a call 512-280-0800 or just reach out to loweylawfirm.com. Eric, all right. Texas, uh, you know, six and a half point favorites, seven point favorites. I actually read it wrong this morning. I thought the line had gone down to four and a half, and I got it wrong. It's stay, It stayed or increased to six and a half to seven. Um, that means Texas is favored by the, the smart guys out in Vegas, or at least mm-hmm. by the money. Um, your thoughts on this game overall? Where does Texas have a strength? Where does Texas have a potential weakness?
1: Yeah, well, I think the line is, you know, I, I guess it's fair. Last year it was seven, and last that, that made no sense to me last year because OU was coming in a defeated team. They had quarterback issues. I, I could not believe the line was only seven last year. Eight, was I seven. think that was, that was a nod to
0: the game as a whole, to the
1: rivalry, right? Right, yeah. It, you know, I'm, I'm not really buying into the whole anything can happen. I, you know, that can happen in any game. Anything can happen in any game. You know, te- Kansas lost. Kansas beat Texas, you know, two years ago at home. Uh, on a pick six and i mean anything can happen in any football game so that to me that cliche doesn't really really work i expect texas to to show up and play a good game they've showed up for every game this season uh maybe off to a, a uneven start at times with the offense but the defense has shown up every game um so i, I you know i don't i'm not really worried about the rivalry game or being too big in, in sark's first two years texas certainly showed up uh, didn't go their way in the first game but they sure came out hot and you know last year was kind of hard hard to uh take too much away from that because the way OU came in. But Texas was certainly ready to play. So I don't have any concerns about that. Uh, it. It's a veteran team, a lot of experience, a hungry team. Uh, they, they're, they're really focused on their goals at hand. So I think Texas is going to come out and play pretty well. And that's, to me, that's bad news for OU and why I think this spread is a little low too. Uh, I think the biggest issue is that OU just doesn't have enough talent. They don't have nearly as much talent as Texas right now. I do think that Brent Venables has done a, a good job given the hand he was dealt when he uh, when he took that job. I think they're trending in the right direction, but they're a, they're a flawed team. Uh, they, have, they lack talent uh, in places that Texas has talent or, or can, can compete against them, like wide receiver versus their DBs. Uh, I think they have a, a couple of okay DBs. like Gentry Williams quite a bit. I think Billy Bowman has, has some potential, but they don't play well as a unit. Uh, they should have been torched a lot more by previous teams. Uh, SMU should have touched them up more. Uh, Iowa State should have roughed them up more. I think Texas is more, more equipped to take advantage of, of the, the defensive backs. And, you know, obviously the defensive line <clears throat> versus their offensive line, I think is a big advantage. That's a big advantage for Texas in nearly every game. Uh, so if they can get uh, Dylan Gabriel off his spots and he doesn't have time and, and the, the cornerbacks are rerouting timing on the, on the wide receivers, you know, I think he's going to be running for his life a good portion of the day.
0: If you're Jeff Levy and the offensive coordinator at OU, what are you trying to do in this game? Are you going to try to throw the ball, get the ball out quick in the first <clears throat> quarter, two quarters, and then try to slow that pass rush down and then uh, start leaning on the run game maybe or, or going with a little bit deeper routes once you get anything established on the ground so that you can buy your time with play action? What, what What are you doing if you're Jeff Lebby at OU? Yeah, I
1: think the only way to go about it is is with quick passing. It worked to some small degree. Uh, you saw Wyoming employ it. Now that guy only finished for like 130 yards, but they were able to at least complete some balls, get some first downs. You know, if, once you start uh, completing some short passes, maybe you can hit over the top on a double move, catch somebody napping. Maybe you catch uh, Texas with a second teamer in there that, that, that uh, doesn't play it right. Uh, but I think they have to go, uh, go, with, a, go with a quick game. You know, and they've got some decent receivers. They're not great. They're better than they, they were last year and probably better than uh, we thought coming into the season. They're, they're just all, you know, pretty average. Like, you know, like Kansas's wide receivers were okay. They're not, not great, not terrible. Um, they're not going to be able to lean on the run game. They lack dynamism at, at running back. There's not a running back out there that scares you. I think SMU has three guys that are more talented than OU does. Um, so it, it's going to be tough for them to run the ball. So I do think the quick passing, that's, you know, the quick timing game. They are good at that. Uh, he, you know, he can get the ball out quick. Um, if the Texas uh, corners are playing off, they're going to get some free yards for sure. That's about the best way to go about it. If you're levy.
0: Got it. Uh, all right. Texas offense, you're, you're Steve Sarkeesian. What are you trying to do to OU? i run it, run it,
1: physical, set the tone. Um, and then you hit some quick passes yourself, some high percentage passes, try to get Quinn in the rhythm. Um, and then, you know, you take a kill shot when you go, you go deep, before, uh, once you get on their side of the 50, if, if you're moving the ball in that first drive and uh, try to take the wind out of their sails. You know, I, I'd, be, I'd be very uh, in, intent on running the ball and then taking some shots. I think this is the game to do it. Their secondary <clears throat> likes, to, likes to go for the big play, uh, but they leave themselves open for the big play. Uh, when they do that and then you got to have some blitz beaters they're gonna they're gonna blitz uh, quite a bit because they cannot get a pass rush with their defensive line
0: interesting uh, that i would try if i'm brit Medivals, i'm trying to light quinn ewers up i mean get him to make a mistake that changes the game right
1: yeah you, you know like uh, like ian said um you know it's a lot easier to try to just defend quinn and get him off rhythm than to try to defend all those skill players as a whole you know if, if quinn has time you're going to get in trouble but i think the run game is going to have going to take a lot of pressure off Quinn, you know, and, and if they get caught in a run blitz, it's, it's going to be a big play. And then, you know, you have to be, you have to predict that they're going to try to blitz uh, Quinn. And then that's where you can really take advantage of the middle of the field, uh, which I think their tackling is not great. Uh, at The second and third level. Um, and Quinn is obviously pretty accurate uh, hitting over the middle part. So, you know, I think this game just sets up for Texas. It has, it has the most distinct advantages. Um, it has, you know, it has a talent advantage. Uh, it's not like they're going to lack confidence coming in. And if you listen to Brent Venable's uh, press conference the other day, he didn't sound all that confident. You know, well, we're going to give it our best shot and see what happens. Like, you know, that's that's not normal coach speak.
0: Yeah, well, it's the it, Longhorns, like we said, they're favored. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I tell you, I, I know you made the thing that that's a cliche, the ball can bounce any which direction. I've just seen, I've been going to this game and seeing this game for too long, Eric. And it's it's one of those where, And I I think Rod put it the best way, really. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. 50% of the stadium is crazy 50% of the time. The other 50% of the time, the other side of the stadium is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just and, and <sighs> they say, and, and Demonte Tucker-Dorsey said this too, it's like that's the only time this ever happens where the the crowd is never quiet. Yeah, it's never I mean, one side or the other. And that's the anomaly that may make momentum a bigger factor in this game than perhaps other games.
1: Well, I, you know, I think the most improbable win of all time uh, that I saw with Texas was the 2015 game a week after getting absolutely thrashed. Uh, oh, yeah. by, by I mean, thrashed. And, you know, I went up there. I went up there that week and had uh, had dinner with some people very close to the program. And uh, they were telling, you know, morale's bad, practice has been bad, uh, you know, leading up to the OU game. game, And then they came out and won. And I said, you know, well, I, you know, back, I said, how did that even come about? And he said, you know, the players just woke up that day and, and said they were going to win and they were physical and they were fast. And it's like, so it is a weird sport. And, the, you know, the rivalry can bring out the, the, the best in you. Uh, but I just look at the competencies across the board. Texas has, you know, they they have the better position group. Not just uh, when you compare wide receiver to wide receiver, but when you compare wide receiver to their DBs, their D line, the o, o line. I think uh, Texas's O line is better than their D line. Uh, and you know, I think you know I have some respect for Dylan Gabriel, but I don't think he's you know any better than Quinn Ewers. Texas is more battle tested. This one, um, you know, if you if you remove the you know the bias and your emotion out of it, you just look at it plainly, like a guy like Bud Elliott's doing. He's going. Texas is going to win this game rather easily, and I, you know that's how I feel.
0: Yeah, I, I think that uh, one of the interesting matchups overall for this game, uh, and just a sidebar, will be Jade Barron versus Drake Stoops. Keep that's that. A fun one. Yeah, that's that's going to be a fun one, I think, because they rely. Dylan Gabriel's safety blanket is Drake Stoops, and Jade Barron is maybe the best player on the Texas defense. So keep an eye on that matchup. All right, I want to move on uh, from the Texas OU game and talk a little bit about recruiting and the impact this game might have on recruiting overall. It doesn't seem to me like this game from a recruiting impact is going to be enormous, unless we see something just crazy. I mean, do you you feel like there's anything uh, going on in that regard as far as recruiting right now uh, with this game? I know some guys from Dallas are going to show up and that sort of thing. What, What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any one catalyst right now that could, you know, scre- springboard recruiting. I think it's just uh, taking it holistically and looking what Texas is doing, looking where Texas is going. You know, they're they're, they're achieving their goals one game at a time. I think it's really going to take off if, they, if the season uh, goes the way that people people feel it will. But at the same time, Steve Sarkeesian is going to be his own governor on recruiting because he's not just going to take anybody he can get. He's going to be methodical. He's going to continue evaluating. There are very good players that are very high on Texas that Texas is still kind of saying, yeah, we want to see more of his junior year. You know, they want to let it play out. They're going to be this is just the way they are. You know, there's going to be a lull in recruiting probably when, you know, let's say let's let's hypothesize that the Texas wins the national championship. Best case scenario in January. That doesn't mean that Steve Sarkeesian is just going to start roping everybody in at that first junior day. Uh, they're still going to want to to play out in the summer. They want the spring evaluation period. They want to they want to search high and low nationwide. Billy Glasscock is still going to be looking at kids in Seattle and in Minnesota and Nebraska, uh, and they're going to take their time. So they're, they they kind of in a sense are their own governor. But you know they're not necessarily trying to win recruiting. They're trying to they're trying to build out the roster so they can win on the field.
0: Got it. Um, I, I want to say this. I want to talk about the portal too because I think that's going to play a role this year. Before uh, we do, I want, last thing, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Adam Lowy, the Lowy Law Firms. Uh, he's been helping injured Texans for decades. Give him a call at 512-280-0800 or visit him at loweylawfirm.com for a free consultation. If you've been injured in a car wreck or on the job, uh, Adam and his firm, uh, they really try to take care of their clients and give them uh, extra special attention. Uh, that's Adam Lowy at loweylawfirm.com. The portal, Eric, is a big one for Texas this year. Because you mentioned all those guys on defense that are going to get drafted. And even though they have the depth coming, they're going to need some immediate depth at at certain places. The portal this year, they went, what, they have five or six last year. Do we think a a round number of portal guys this year is five to seven, maybe even eight? I mean, what do we think the number is in portal and – what do you think the importance of it is for Texas headed to the,
1: headed well, to, to, the SEC. To, under, to underline the importance, you know, uh, our buddy uh, Faust sent me a screen cap that I, I wrote uh, the night of the OU win last year. And I said, this, uh, this team has a potential to win the championship next year the national championship portal recruiting is bigger than high school recruiting. And I said that last year, knowing that it needed wide receiver, uh, you know, they needed a safety and they got that, they, you know, they got some difference makers. They also got, you know, quality player and Gavin Holmes who probably hasn't been discussed enough uh, this season, just because he's, it's been so quiet. Him and Terrence Brooks, <laughs> it's been so quiet on their side of the field. We, we never even talk about those two. Uh, and then Sanborn has been huge as well. So portal recruiting is massive. It's, it's how you can reload rather than rebuild. Uh, now, the, the, they're going to continue the, uh, getting the best out of these younger players. Guys are going to continue stepping up and, and becoming better, and they're going to be good next year. But they do need some frontline guys. Uh, at a couple positions you know the the, the the good thing is they're not looking necessarily so much at the places where you can't find them like an edge like you just can't find edges unless you're you know Florida State and Jared Verse uh, they might need a defensive tackle which is kind of hard they, they got Trill Carter next year if they get that sort of luck again uh, that'll be big but yeah going into the SEC they're going to have some they're going to have some pretty big shoes to fill uh, you know with Tavondre Sweat leaving Alfred Collins leaving uh, Jalen Ford, of course. That you know, they love their lo- lo- young linebackers, but they want might might want a more experienced, steady hand to at least add to the competition, if not coming and start. Got to think another wide receiver is going to be big. They're abundant in the in the um, in the portal. Uh, not only are they abundant in the portal, but is there a more attractive school uh, than Texas? You know, for a couple of different reasons: quarterback play, the offense, uh, NIL opportunities. Uh, so I don't really. I'm not going to worry about the portal uh, if they keep winning. Uh, but I'm going to be really excited to cover it.
0: Yeah, and that I—it's I, interesting. You mentioned linebacker Jet Bush could come back for a sixth year. That might be something that could help in the middle, give you that uh, adult that that would replace David,
1: David Bender could even come back. Yeah, that, that exactly. Be, so you, that could be the equivalent of your portal take. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. Uh, that's uh, that's going to do it for this week's state of the program. Eric Nalin is the publisher of Inside Texas. It's a uh, website that myself, uh, Eric Nalin. Uh, Joe Cook, uh, Justin Wells, Paul Wadlington, Ian Boyd, Jerry Hamilton. Uh, We are all on there each and every day writing articles, answering questions on the message boards. Give us a try if you haven't subscribed yet. Um, Go to InsideTexas.com and use promo code OTFIT23. That's OTFIT23. You get two months for just $1. Uh, Make sure you select the monthly offer. You have to do the monthly plan, and this is only an introductory offer for new sup- subscribers. Uh, Eric, I know that's your lo- that's your lifeblood. Uh, you love it there. Uh, tell people what they can expect, really, from uh, Inside Texas.
1: Well, I mean, nonstop news and analysis. If, you know, whatever you, everybody has their preference of what they like to read. If you like uh, X's and O's, we've got a couple of wonderful guys at that. If you like recruiting, we've got a couple of very good guys at that. Uh, if you like the inside information what's going on, the program, the Palace Intrigue, Bobby and I got you covered on that. Uh, so it's really, it's, it's nonstop uh, and it's a great community. It's a very, very good community where you can uh, you can go in there and make, make genuine friends. That's uh there's a lot of that going on right now. Uh, it's a place to come celebrate with like-minded fans.
0: All right. Uh, Eric Nolene, publisher inside Texas. That's been this week's state of the program on Texas football. We'll see you on uh Saturday, my man, 72 oh, hours away
1: from the kickoff. Yeah, uh, right. All right.
0: Hey, uh, Eric, you take it easy and have a good one, man.